Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello, and welcome to the Chez Toi podcast on Paris Underground Radio. I'm Emily Monaco, fungus expert and professional consumer of cheese. And I'm your resident wine expert, Caroline Connor. And we both live in France, where wine and cheese are cornerstones of almost every meal, from the day-to-day to the extraordinary. At Chez Toi, we feature recipes submitted by home cooks like you and pair them with the perfect wine and the most complimentary cheese. This week's recipe comes to us from Madeline Monaco. Yep, that's right, my little sister. She is sending us uh, the recipe for our mom's cream of mushroom soup, which we had to twist her arm to get us get her to give us as part of our family's uh, yearly soup night, which we have before the holidays every year. Hi, Chez Toi team. My name is Madeline, and I'm really looking for your help on this one. Um, For background, around the holidays, our family does a famous soup night where my mom makes three or four different types of soup and everyone grabs a mug, walks around the table, it's buffet style and fills up with one soup at a time, rinsing and repeating um, until we are plenty full. It started when we all went off to college and it became this transition around the Thanksgiving holiday where we would fill our bellies up before heading to reunions with high school friends And now it's become a very beloved tradition among our family, but also our friends who lovingly ask all year long what this year's soup night menu will be. So it really encompasses everything that I grew up knowing about food, which is that delicious food is the obvious main draw, but the gathering of people around the table, um, or in this case, cauldrons of soup is what makes it so special. So we're really excited to do it this year. But I always have a hard time thinking about what to bring for a pairing because soups are very filling and they also change every year. Um, And the menu is often decided the week of, so there's little room for advanced planning. The staples tend to be a very tomatoey minestrone, uh, a creamy mushroom bisque, that's the crowd favorite, a hearty chicken noodle, and then the fourth could be something like tomato bisque or clam chowder. But it's a mix of cream-based soups and then more um, stock-based soups. 
So for already such a rich meal, I was wondering what would be a good cheese and wine pairing to complement that I can bring along to this year's soup night. Thanks for your help. So thank you so much, Madeline, for sending us that clip. And full disclosure, um, Madeline's my sister. Can you tell? <laughs> hey, I'm sister people here. So sisters are the greatest. I have four. So uh Okay. Wow. Sisters. You have more than I do. I have two, but sisters are the greatest. And, uh, and you know, Madeline described this family tradition pretty, pretty aptly. It's kind of like a free for all buffet of all kinds of different soups. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough when you're trying to pair to, um, to pair things with like a lot of different types of flavors. And I think when she's talking about, you know, the creaminess of some things and this like acidic tomato base of other things, like I'm sure that with wine, at least that would be maybe tough to do a mismatch. I don't know. What do you think? Honestly, I think that stuff like this calls for more than one bottle of wine. And I I don't see a a problem with that. It's, um, you know, (laughs) I, I can't be here and be like, there's one perfect, you know, one ring to rule them all. Like there, there isn't in this kind of context. And, and I think it's interesting, you know, we're talking about the holiday season and this is going to drop right before Thanksgiving. One wine isn't enough. It's not. So we're going to, we're going to go for a couple wines and we'll talk about that for sure. All right. Awesome. Well, in terms of cheese, I was kind of thinking, so I, I started off by focusing on the mushroom soup, just because I feel like, you know, mushroomy is a word that uh, gets thrown a lot, around a lot when we're talking about cheeses. And that mushroom soup is really rich and creamy and decadent. So I feel like that's the one that's like the most dangerous of being like rich on rich on rich. So I was kind of thinking, okay, what do you usually pair with mushrooms? And there are all kinds of like classic pairings with mushrooms, like really sharp cheddar or even like a blue cheese. But for this, I was sort of starting to think of something a little bit different because of the five major cheese families or seven or eight, it kind of depends on who you ask, but I say five. And if there's five, um, one of them is the Bloomy Rinded family, which is the family of cheeses that's made by basically allowing a fungal crust to form on the outside of the cheese. Fungal crust is a great way to pick up pick up people, right? Talking about fungal crust. Fungal crust. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, Would you like to sample my fungal crust, please? Exactly. <laughs> Uh-oh, I think we just got explicit. Oh, yum. <laughs> So cheeses that boast a fungal crust are things like brie or camembert. I thought it'd be kind of fun to echo the mushroomy aromas in the soup with a cheese that has its own personality because you don't want something that's too creamy like a brie à or a chaouris, which are double and triple cream uh, cheeses because that could be like too fat on fat on fat. So instead, I thought about another favorite bloomy of mine, and that is Neufchâtel. Neufchâtel. And that's a yeah. square, right? Okay, so it can be a square. It can also be like a long tube, like a saint maur de Touraine. But my favorite one, and this is the one I'm thinking about, it's the holidays. You're with your family. You're with your sisters. And Neufchâtel is often sold in a heart shape. Aww. So I know. Now, for American listeners, this is not the low-fat cream cheese Neufchâtel. It's completely different. It has the same name, which means Newcastle, but it's a completely different cheese. It comes from Normandy. It's one of the oldest bloomy rinded cheeses out there. There's a whole legend uh, that says that the local maidens used to give this cheese to their uh, sold English soldier boyfriends during the wars of religion. So that is. I didn't a- think maidens had fungal crust, right? They're. Would you like to sample my fungal crust? 
They're getting ahead of themselves there. Right? <laughs> and beneath the fungal crust, you do have this bloomy rinded cheese that's a little bit denser than some of the other ones. It's not the kind of cheese that's going to run all over your cheese plate. It's going to kind of keep to itself a little bit. It's got like a chalky interior. It's fairly salty. So, and it also has this kind of like nice acidic funkiness that I think won't be flattened by like the sheer variety of all of these soups that we have to pair with it. And because it's shaped like a heart, A, first of all, it's just nice to give, you know, your sisters or your family a heart-shaped cheese. But also, I have to say, I come from a family of pedants. Um, We love telling each other what to do and we love telling each other when we're wrong. I don't think that my family's alone in that. Um, (laughs) Definitely not. But uh, this cheese also gives you the ability to tell one another how to cut it properly because there are (laughs) rules in France for cutting cheese. Um, And when you're cutting like a wheel of cheese, it's pretty easy. You cut it like a pie. But when you're cutting a heart-shaped cheese, you kind of split it down the middle. So you break the heart and then you cut it into wedges on each side that are sort of coming out from what would be the center if it were a circle. And so it's uh, it's always really fun to have a gift that you can give someone that you also get to um, lecture them on how to use it. So for me, Neufchatel. That's great. And I do think it is worth just mentioning to the listeners the reason the cheese rules are are legit. They're not for no reason, you know. Oh, absolutely. It's so that you don't ruin other people's cheese eating experience. Because the center and the edge are totally different. Right. Cheeses um, pretty much every cheese in France with I mean, even even the harder ones, although it's less palpable, they age from the outside in. So you'll often have like two or even three different textures and sort of a a funkier, more assertive aroma on the outside and then like a milder, creamier quality on the inside. And you want to make sure that everybody on their piece is getting both or all three or all four flavors or textures. So the cheese eating, the cheese cutting rules are not just for the sake of telling people they're wrong, although... Telling people they're wrong is so much fun. Well, it's one of those things. If you cut the nose off the brie, you're a butthead. Try to keep it PG there. That is true. You are a butthead. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like we're, PG. <laughs> we're reverting to our our sisterly language. It's inevitable. When you're with your family, it's like all of a sudden I'm just a 14-year-old butthead again. And all I want to do is – I love my family – but when I am at, at the holidays with my family, like I need serious me time. I probably take about two hours during any day to retreat, take a bath, read a <laughs> grocery store romance novel, which is um, the really, really bad ones, like the the kind of Bridgerton level. I did read mm-hmm, all of those books. Mm-hmm. And when the series came out, I was like, <laughs> I already know the story. It's about a man having a non-problem. And... Um, <laughs> and everyone having a meltdown about it. And so that's like my guilty pleasure when I go back to America because you can't get those books here. Right. It's true. It's so true. I'll go to Walgreens, buy myself some some uh, dirty romance novels, check out the fungal crest and the maidens. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I love man. that choice as a cheese because it's also such a crowd pleaser. And, you know, those milder cheeses, the, the Bloomy Ryan milder cheeses are – just easy. Everybody loves it. It's delicious. And um, they, they do kind of go, you know, I think they go with a lot of stuff. So that was a good, mm-hmm. a great one. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, back to Chez Toi. For the wine, like I said, it's I gotta we gotta have more than one wine. Because I do think, you know, clam chowder and a tomato soup are not really gonna want the same thing. I mean, do I have to pick one? Okay, let's pick one and then we can And then pick some alternates. Yeah. Well, we can see like if there's more than one bottle on the table. Honestly, what's your what's your first bottle you're opening, I guess, also? I'm going to start with white. And I think, you know, okay. we always come back to this that actually how food friendly white wine is, even though it's like less trendy or just, I don't know if it's not trendy. It's like less, people are less aware of white wine being food wine. And um, because I am currently particularly enamored with the Languedoc, let's uh, open a Peak Pool de Pinay. And I think that would be really good with, with clam chowder. So Peak Pool de Pinay is a white wine from, it's from the Languedoc. It's right on the beach. It's on the Mediterranean and it's a really wonderful white wine that has a lot of minerality and like kind of a, a crisp salinity, but it still has good texture and it's cheap. So it's a really great wine to give to your children uh, when you don't want to spend too much money on getting them, you know, giving them wine before they go drink with their friends from high school. So it is a really, you know, it's, it's also a crowd pleaser, I think. And I think it'd be great with the Neufchatel. Amazing. Yeah. And if we we're going to have another bottle on the table... You know, a nice, a nice little red. Um, I don't think I've done Chianti yet. Have I? We could do a little Chianti. No, I don't think we've talked about Chianti. Chianti is great because, again, it tends to be not too expensive. Um, Chianti has a bunch of different levels. So in this case, I think a Chianti Classico tends to be pretty consistent quality. Chianti can be inconsistent. But the Chianti Classico comes from the historic regions, which tend to be a little bit higher elevation. They tend to be a little bit higher quality. And that's the Sangiovese grape. It comes from Tuscany. And this is a wine that has a lot of acidity, which is really great with any kind of tomato-based dishes. It has a lot of sort of spiciness, earthiness, uh, red fruit aromas, and generally is, is a crowd pleaser as well. Chianti is a really good option for you know a well-priced red wine that has enough going on. It does have some chewy tannins. It does have some body, but it's not like super rich. Uh, but it has the acidity to cut through some sharp things, tomato-based stuff. So I think a peak pool and a Chianti would be Great bottles to have open on the table for people to enjoy in this context. Amazing. And now, correct me if I'm wrong, is Chianti the one that you see in like Italian-American red sauce joints in like the wicker situation? <laughs> yeah. um, I don't think that good Chiantis do that. Okay. <laughs> so I would probably avoid, I mean, I'm sure there's one, I'm sure there's a handful that are good, but um, generally I would nope that. I would nope that real hard. Uh, no, these days that's, I don't think that's common anymore. Okay. It is charming. Enough. It's charming. It's very nice, but let's, let's, no, let's not. <laughs> awesome. 
Well, thank you so much, Madeline, for sending in our recipe, and thank you for the um, for giving me us the ability to tell you what to do. We appreciate it. Lockdown <laughs> memory lane. Thanks, right? Madeline. To learn more about the recipe featured today and to see photos of the meal, please go to parisundergroundradio.com. To have your recipe featured in an upcoming episode of Chez Toi, please email us at parisundergroundradio at gmail.com. You can find me, Emily Monaco, at Emily underscore in underscore France on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me, Caroline Connor, at Wine Dine Caroline on all the things. This episode was produced by Paris Underground Radio. The music is A Night Alone by Track Tribe. For more about the Chez Toi podcast and podcasts like it, please go to parisundergroundradio.com. Thanks for listening and bon appetit. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.